Hey everybody, this is Bobby Walker with the Journey of a New Entrepreneur podcast. And as always, I just want to share a little bit about how you can see our content, hear our content. And, and I don't know why I say our, because it's just me. It's just Bobby Walker doing this thing. And I don't know why I just spoke in the third person, but I did. But anyway, if you, uh, if you want to, to, to go along the journey of my new business that I've started and see what it's like for uh, a 40 year old dad to start a business with his oldest son and, and the struggles and the fears of paying the bills and growing the business and not knowing what you're going to do and having some victories and having fights with your kids and, and all that stuff, insecurities and victories and all that stuff. Check me out on YouTube journey of a new entrepreneur. Uh, if you want to connect with me, check out journey of a new entrepreneur on Facebook. It's a good place. You can shoot me a message. We can talk that way. We can chat that way. That's a lot of fun. And of course you can check out the, uh, uh, this podcast. Go back and listen to all these other amazing episodes that I've done. But today, I'm super, super excited because uh, I've got like one of my heroes uh, uh, on the podcast with me. He's like, he's a titan of the industry that I'm in. Now, as I'm saying this, uh, you guys can see this uh, podcast in video form on the YouTube channel if you're listening to it. Brandon Vaughn, who's here with me, he's kind of like staring down away from the camera and smiling because he's like, Bob, I'm not a Titan. On the inside, <laughs> I know he's like, yeah, I'm a Titan. But he, he's a cool guy. He's a humble guy. And, um, and it's one of the things that I really, really like about him. So, Brandon, welcome, welcome to the Journey of a New Entrepreneur uh, podcast, man. Thanks for joining. Right on, man. Thanks, thanks for having me. I'm honored. I appreciate it. So, so listen, man, I want to do, uh, do a few things. But like I always tell everyone when I do these, it's like we're just two guys – we're having a drink. It may or may not be alcoholic. We don't got to tell anyone. Keep it off the camera. You know, and, and I'm not saying what Brandon's drinking. I don't know. I haven't seen it. But we're just two guys having a drink, two guys talking. Uh, you know, life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness, the pursuit of uh, whatever your why is. And uh, so, so that's cool. And, and I'm just going to jump right into this thing. Brandon, I know your story. But, uh, you know, a lot of the people that listen to my stuff don't necessarily listen to the things that I do, which is where I would have heard your story, you know, a handful of times. So sure. tell, tell us um, a couple of things. One, you know, just start off with like how old you are today and then tell us about the business that you've started, the small beginnings that you had and, and where you're at today. And, and then we'll kind of maybe dig into it a little bit as we go. Sure. So um, well, I'm 33. And I got my start in the window cleaning business. So my dad actually started all clean window service back in 1978. He was an owner operator. So he was the guy behind the squeegee for 33 years. So yeah. since I was born, I have always known my dad as a window cleaner. You know, he's, he's the window cleaner. And um, had you know three three sisters, one brother. All of us like worked in the business as we kind of grew up and during summers and and that type of thing. And and actually, I I homeschooled through high school, and decided to join my dad in the window cleaning business and uh, work with him as a helper. It was just him and myself. And my dad worked four days a week. He never you know wanted to grow. He never wanted to have more than a single helper employee. He wanted to do all the work himself. Um, which I think a lot of people, when they get into business, that's kind of what they, you know, know that they can do. And some of them stay at that level for mm -hmm. three, three years, just like my dad. So I got to see the pros and cons of it. You know, I got to see the, you know, the benefit and the satisfaction of that rewarding work of, you know, doing everything yourself and how happy, you know, customers just loved him and adored him. 
Uh, but in uh, 2011, he collapsed on the treadmill while he was doing his. You know, my dad's in good shape. Mm. You know, eats healthy, but from stress over the years, uh, it ended up. Uh, he ended up getting diagnosed with heart disease. So, I, I I made my ventures into the business world after I got kind of tired of working you know, with my dad. I started my own construction company and tanked it hard. Went bankrupt and mm. was on food stamps. Lost my house. Wow. Uh, went out to corporate job um, and you know traveled more than 50% of my schedule was had two kids in the middle of that and so I you know wasn't around my family and so actually I was kind of uh, just doing my own thing um, right around that time when my dad got heart disease and um, he had to basically was faced with folding up the business he didn't have any retirement set aside no systems put in place uh, he was the guy and so when the guy couldn't do the work, the business was facing death. Yeah. So he didn't have retirement. So kind of my why starting it is I wanted to take care of my mom and dad because that's what you do. You take care of your mom and dad, period. So um, I actually bought the business for my parents. Um, I bought it for three grand a month, pretty much in perpetuity. <laughs> so the business, uh, the business was doing about you know, about eight grand um, a month. So it was more than 30% of my yeah. <laughs> growth <laughs> kind of got set up. So the business couldn't be sustained at that size. It had to grow. And so I sat down with my dad. So I, just to illustrate how little I knew what I was doing, um, I set out my, my master plan and I pitched it to my dad. I'm like, all right, dad, I want to buy the business from you. I want to grow this thing check out my five-year plan and I put my five-year plan and you know year one hundred thousand dollars a year mm -hmm. year five two hundred and seventy eight thousand dollars a year I was like yeah and my dad was like man son you think you can grow this fast you think that we can you know really really get that much stuff in and oh my god now for anyone was, that's yeah, that's never heard yeah, of Brandon so. <laughs> that's very laughable and we're about to find out why here in just a little bit that's great yeah. 275 so basically you wanted to add 170, add 175 in five years. Yeah. Which, you know, to him, to him seemed ridiculous. And to me, honestly, I was, it was kind of scary. You know, mm -hmm. I thought, Hey, this is manageable, but never scaled the business. Never, you know, my construction company that I had, guess what I was, I was an owner operator. I was the guy doing all the tile work and hardwood flooring work and custom mm -hmm. cabinetry and all that. It was me doing it. You know, I taught myself how to do all that stuff. And, and I got in this cycle of just going out, selling the work, and then doing the work, and then going out and selling the work, and then coming back and doing the work, and and then eventually bankrupted my company in a big heaping pile of flames. <laughs> so I knew I had to change something, and especially if I wanted to grow. So uh, I just I, I went into sponge mode, and I read as many books as I possibly could. I got business mentors myself, and um, you know, just sought out more knowledge and experience and understanding. Uh, so this year, this is our sixth year going into it. I bought it in 2012, and now we're in 2018, and uh, our business is on track to do 500 grand this month. Wow! So it's it's scaled a lot. We 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 are over 60 employees right now. Uh, we're adding four more four more vehicles, um, and I say that I say that really just to kind of inspire anybody else that I think when people kind of under, really understand my backstory and understand where I came from, no college, you know, a homeschooled kid that worked with his hands all his life, had a dad who worked with his hands all of his life and just kind of scaled this. 
um, I really hope that people just kind of take that as like, dang, I can do that because I, I think it's I think it's a completely completely realistic scenario for anyone who you know just goes out and, and learns more and implements. Well, you know, Brandon, I'll say this just as an outsider here, you know, just one of the guys that does look at you and, and does get inspired by you. But when I like if I just heard what you just said for the first time and you say, now I tell you, I went from 100,000 a year to 500,000 a month, folks, in case you didn't hear that correctly, 500,000 this month, month of June in 2018. Um, and you say, I want that to, so you can be inspired to know you can do the same thing. I'm thinking, what in the world is this guy drinking right now? You know, like how that doesn't inspire me at all. That just makes me feel it's like water. <laughs> it's water. Yeah. Just for the record, folks, I'm just teasing. I don't even know. I had no idea. He didn't even have a drink as far as right. I was concerned. Um, but, uh, but you know, but that's kind of what I would think is like, dude, are you crazy? How in the world does that inspire me? Uh, you know, I was struggling to make my rent, you know, uh, you know, when I started my business. How, how, dude, I, I, I'm just going to ask a big question. Uh, how in the world did you go from, you know, $100,000? Obviously, you said it yourself, but obviously you didn't have like a, we'll say a well, um, a, a well-educated plan, a well-thought-out plan to, to scale even to 275 because you weren't even sure how to do that. How in the world did you go from thinking I can add $175,000 to adding, I don't even know the math, but literally millions in that same amount of time, when did something like, when did you have that epiphany? Like, you know, so you said you went into sponge mode, but like, so you present your dad, this plan, he says, Hey son, I love you, but you might be crazy. Um, was it like immediate sponge mode or like what happened? You know, like how did you go from those plans to, because I know you didn't accidentally do 500,000 this month. So, so, so where, where did where, connect some dots for me? <laughs> So I think I think the big thing was is you know I laid out my plan. I was I've always have been very very deliberate with my plan. So one of the if I if I would try to characterize a strong suit that I have, it's laying out a plan. Even though it's a guess, you know obviously that that was very clearly a guess. I tried to consider it a well-educated guess, but I as I started executing the plan, I started looking at you know okay well now let's. Let's change up the plan. Let's you know. Let's change up the forecast. Let's change up how much, you know, my expenses are going to be. How much I have to put in, you know, this area or that area. But the big thing that I knew what I had to do is, um, well, actually, I, I didn't know this at, at this point in time. I, I read the book The E Myth. Okay. And that was a that was a big aha moment for me. It was a game changer for me. Um, I actually met a, uh, with a guy, uh, AC Lockyer from Softwash Systems. Yep. And the first thing was, is I kind of had to, I had to destroy my self-limiting belief. So my self-limiting belief was, Hey, in five years, maybe I can get to 275, you know, mm. seemed crazy. Then I meet a guy who had a 30 truck company doing $5 million a year in Florida, you know, successful businessman. Uh, knew his stuff, very, very smart, and introduces me to the E-Myth book. I read the E-Myth book like three times in a row. <laughs> and it's all about the concept of, you know, working on your business and viewing it like a product on a shelf. And, you know, what separates you apart? Talking about the three different, um, you know, personalities that are required to operate a business, the entrepreneur, the manager, and the technician. 
and identifying what your strengths are and identifying how you can outsource that to other people and stay in your lane that causes your business to grow and the areas that don't cause your business to grow that you can't hire out, um, that's where you need to, you know, or, I'm sorry, the, the areas where it doesn't cause your business to grow, hire those areas out and, and develop a team of support around you. So I don't view myself as some, you know, crazy, gifted, naturally talented guy with, uh, you know, just understanding these really complex business systems. Um, it took a lot of time. I mean, the systems that I have in my business now, I've probably spent over 2,000, 3,000 hours developing over the course of the last six years. They're constantly changing. They're constantly evolving. So I have these uh, system Saturday videos that I like to post and kind of share some of our business mm -hmm. systems, stuff that I've learned over the years. May I interrupt um, you for just a minute on the system talk here, uh, Brandon? A lot of people, uh, especially, again, the, you know, my audience is going to be like newer people that are just now either thinking about starting a business or they're just that owner-operator that, you know, they bought a, bought a squeegee, bought a bucket, and, and they're just kind of going out trying to clean windows. Can you tell me what a system is? Because, uh, like, if I hear system, I might think you're talking about a, a computer system or a program or something like that, uh, which I guess it could be that. But what are you talking about when you say systems? A system to me <clears throat> is a written-down procedure um, that is replicatable and duplicatable to make sure that you get the same result out of one end. So to me, I almost kind of view it as a mini machine. So if you were to you know, put together a mini machine so that you put in a lump of clay at the top and it goes through all these gears and cogs and you know, things down the bottom and then it pops out um, you know, a cube, a mm -hmm. perfectly shaped cube down at the bottom. That is a, that's a system. You plop a, you know, a round blob at the top and it comes out a perfect you know, square. Could so, you give an example of a, a yeah, very absolutely. simple one in your business? So a very, very simple one uh, to me is our onboarding system. So when we have a we have an employee, you have to have a system on how you can consistently bring that employee um, all the way from you know the interview side of things. I have I ask them uh, a pre-screen phone interview questions. These are the questions that I ask them. And then when they, and then I score them, and if they score this much and they say yes to all these ones and say no to all these questions, then I move them to step two of my system, which is the in-person interview. And then these are all the exact questions that I ask them, and here's what I'm looking for at each one of these answers. And then when I decide to accept them, I send them this written offer letter that has all this information, and then I give them our employee handbook so that they can read it and understand exactly what our you know, business is like and what it's like to, you know, to do business with us. And then another system would be when they actually come on board and you hire them, a training system. So when I hire a new, train, you know, a new employee, they're going to sit down in front of a computer and they're going to spend 16 hours watching all of these videos that I've recorded uh, that you know, introduce them to the company, our culture, what it means to be an all-clean ninja, you know, the, the philosophy, and just you know, kind of walk through all these steps with regards to them so that when they pop out the other end of the system, they're a cube that's ready to go. Nice. And that's, and that's, the, that's, the, that's the thing. Now, if you, you're exactly how anyone's running their business right now, it's using a system. So every business is fully, fully systemized right now. Let's say your system is, Interesting. you know, you, you, you um, reach up into your brain and you come up with some questions in your head and then you ask the employees those questions and then you, uh, 
you know, you give them their I nine and then you, you know, put them into your business. And then your system is, is you spend a week with them where they're watching you and they're studying you and you're having to then go up into your brain and come up with all that information and spout it out to them. Now it's not a, it's not necessarily consistent result, um, which the way that your system is currently designed or not designed is getting you the results that you're getting mm -hmm. in your business right now. It is a process. So systems are just, you know, what are the process that you use to onboard and train an employee right now? It could be not a very efficient system, but it still is a system nonetheless. Even if it's a fly by the seat of your pants, you know, thing, it's still a system. Hmm. So one of the things that I did is I actually sat down and I brainstormed every single aspect of my business that I needed to put some kind of a more efficient system in place to make sure that I was getting consistent results. You know what's on my bucket list? My bucket list is to go be an employee at McDonald's someday. I want to go in and I want to apply and I want to be a cook in McDonald's and I want to just learn how they do it. Because if you think about McDonald's, you have this multi-million dollar location that employs a full work staff of people that's their first job they've ever had, mm -hmm. have a manager that's running the whole operation that's getting paid only $45,000, $50,000 a year. Um, but the results of the French fries always taste the same. The burgers always taste the same. Everything always, you know, is the exact same experience no matter what McDonald's you go to in the world. They're highly systemized, very efficient, you know, systemized business. That's great. And it would be so cool to see how they put those together, I think. It's you know, I just, I just had a <laughs> – now, I don't – I will say this. Working at McDonald's is not on my bucket list. But I'll tell you something that was cool. Uh, today, I took my daughter. She's 16. She doesn't have her license just yet. But she's 16 and uh, drove her to her first day of her first job that she just went out and got on her own. She didn't awesome. – no prodding. You know, so I'm, I'm, I'm very proud of all my children. But this – I'm bragging about her right now. So she said, Dad, I need some money. I want to save up my car. I need – I want to go get a job. So she just went out and did it. You know, and anyway, I took her there today. And she had a small little hiccup while it happened. And it actually prompted a conversation about systems. You know, because it's actually at a, a franchise. And it's not a McDonald's, but it's a similar, you know, fast food joint. And I thought – I thought I was so, uh, I felt like a big kid explaining to someone how systems work and why they're doing this to her and why she has to comply and why it's important. You know, important. Right. Yeah, so. Some systems are very redundant <clears throat> and very pointless feeling. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but so, so if we could kind of dumb it down in a sense, all right, well, I shouldn't even say I'd dumb it down, but maybe I'll just kind of repeat what you said <clears throat> at the very beginning. So uh, first off, what is a system? A system is just a, a predetermined um set of uh actions or or things that you do uh uh when x happens if x happens we do y if mm -hmm. this happens we do that and that way it can be done the same way every time uh and then so here's like the softball follow-up why is it important that it's done every time and i think you answered it with the french fry question but can we talk about that like say from a a business like yours like a, a soft washing company or a window cleaning company why is it important that the guys do it the same way every time well, that's one of the things that I loved about the E-Myth uh, book is they actually took an example of a business that started out in this infancy stage to where the owner's <laughs> doing everything. And everyone loves Sarah's Joe's. Pies, right? Yeah. yeah well, you know, everyone, <laughs> everyone, loves, everyone loves Joe's shoe repair shop because Joe is the man. They mm -hmm. bring him shoes and he knows exactly how to do it. He's just you know, an artisan. He's trained, et cetera, everything else. Joe does the bookkeeping, the billing, and everything else. But then Joe starts getting so busy that he needs to hire someone. 
And so he hire, hires them and he just kind of like, like, okay, you're going to take care of the books. You got that over there. Okay, great. Now, now you're, now you're doing the books. Mm -hmm. And then what happens is, is the customer experience changes. Customers are no longer working with Joe. They're working with Billy Bob. That's now at the counter and they don't like Billy Bob as much because Billy Bob was not given any systems on here's how we do things because Joe never took the time to actually sit down and extract information out of his head and put it in a nice silver platter format to where his employees know how to deliver that same quality level of service. I think the hard part is that people in our industry, they feel like they always have to hire A players to make their business run well. You don't have to. You can hire B players. You can hire C players. You can. If your systems are strong enough to be able to make it to where it's almost impossible for them to make mistakes unless you're just straight up in, you know, in, I don't want to say incompetent because that's really hard, but it's just, it's so, so, so easy uh, for them to follow those systems and follow the protocols and you've trained them so well and you've had them do that. So consistency is important because customers crave consistency. If you go to McDonald's expecting to get certain kind of French fries and you get them and they taste completely different than the McDonald's up the road, you will never go back to that McDonald's again. Mm -hmm. And if customers come to you and they get this excellent, incredible layer of service and then they're referring to all their friends and family and then their friends and family come in, they're like, ah, yeah, just it wasn't what you described. Um, and people stop using your services. So people crave consistency. They crave the same experience every single time they interact with your company. And that's what creates you know loyal, raving fans. And the only way you get consistency like that <clears throat> is to have efficient, repeatable systems in place. Okay. Uh Exactly what I would have said, Brandon. Exactly what I would have said. So I know, but <laughs> <laughs> so you know this. You're doing an awesome job yourself in your business. Well, well thank you very much. Um, well, and and the obligatory, and I mean it with all my heart. Thanks to guys like you. Thanks to guys like Josh. Uh, you guys sharing what you do. Uh, let me say this to the listeners. You know, I know a lot of you guys that listen to me and you you message me and you're always asking Bob, how you know how do you, how are we going to do X? How are we going to do Y? Um, this guy right here is where I'm learning it. You know, uh, the Josh Latimer, another pot, you know, I, I interviewed Josh, uh, earlier today, as a matter of fact, and we'll, we'll be releasing, releasing that episode here in a little while. Um, you know, guys, when, when, when Brandon's talking, you got to listen to this guy because what he's doing, um, is he's sharing what took him from a hundred thousand a year to $500,000 a month. And he's sharing it with you. It's, it's on Facebook for free. You just go lick, lick, watch it and listen to it and you just got to do it. So Brandon, I appreciate it, man. I, um, you know, I, I'm sure you get this a lot cause I, I know you do because I know it's the truth, but you know, you're this guy with all the eyes on you. So like, you're not necessarily connecting with every person that you're impacting, but there's probably like a billion people out there that feel like they're your best friend because they listen to everything. And, and I'm one of them, right? I'm one of them, but you but greatly over exaggerated my influence with a billion people, but <laughs> well, a billion, I, 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 at least, at least a couple dozen. Yeah. At there's least a couple dozen people. There's hundred there. and hundred of people. Um, but, but, but you, you know what I mean? And, and I do, I appreciate that. I think uh, it's, it's, it's the main reason I wanted you on the podcast is, uh, you're a genuine guy and, and you like helping other people and you've helped me. Um, so I, I, we've kind of derailed a little bit and I hope you're okay with that. Um, 
you know, we're, we're just two I'm guys talking. Okay. I'm hanging up. This oh, is, this all right. See, well, you know what? <laughs> I never liked you to begin with, but <laughs> so Dude, conversations like this feed my ADD brain. It's, it's hard to, it's hard not to go on tangents all the time. Enough. Yeah. But if, I do. <laughs> if you're okay with it, I'm okay with it. Okay. Is that, is that a deal? Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so let's kind of talk about, you know, like the systems and then your business that you grew. First off, I still, uh, it's really kind of maddening um, when I think of going, you know, doing what you've done in the amount of time. It's not so much that you did it because that in itself is impressive, but in five years, and I'm thinking, holy crap, I'm on year two. I'm on year two, and he did this in five freaking years, and and it's hard to wrap my head around it. So, obviously, well, I shouldn't say obviously. I'm assuming, you know, we're talking about you read the E Myth, which introduced you to the systems and helped you change your mentality. At what point? you know, like, give me like maybe a number of months if you could. Okay. I mean, I don't know how far into it is, but how many months into you taking over your dad's business did you go from, oh yeah, 275, that ain't going to happen. We're going to systemize. And maybe you didn't say 500,000 in one month, but you knew at a certain point that you were going to be able to exceed that because you removed those doubts. You no longer had them because you had a new, at least a new ceiling that you had to get to. How long was it before you realized that? You know, I think um, uh, we organically kind of grew. We we did, you know, uh, almost double every year. This is kind of the kind of the goal to try to to try to at least at least do sixty plus percent growth each year. Um, the very first year, I understood that I needed bigger targets. Uh, Two thousand thirteen was when I met AC Lockyer, read the E Myth. So from year one in two thousand twelve to two thousand thirteen, I think it went from like. 100k to like 195k, you know, the next year. Okay. Um, and then 2013 was where we really started kind of pouring the gas on it, mm -hmm. and 2014 was really where we exploded, and then 15 and 16, and then this last year, I've been focusing a lot more. Um, you know, the mentors and, and and people that I work with, I've always continued to push the boundaries of what types of individuals I'm surrounding myself with. Um, you know there's only there's only so many people that you have as kind of like a circle of influence inside even your own industry that it helps to start stepping outside of even your own industry and start talking to people that um, you know are doing completely different kinds of businesses than yourself and that really opened up a whole new horizon of possibilities for my business when I started looking at things and looking at different business models and saying wow that would actually totally work in our industry. That marketing idea would be like killer here. I don't think anyone's doing that. Let's try that. And then you try it and you're like, holy crap, this is amazing. Yeah. Um, so it was, I really say that, the, that it, it all depends on who is in your community, who you choose to kind of put into your tribe. And uh, for me, I've always been continually looking and identifying and trying to surround myself with people that have not only done what I'm trying to do, um, but have done things that I'd never even thought of before and and learn how they've you know done those types of things so you know it's it was a slower start at the beginning mm -hmm. uh, you know all things considered and the really I'd say there's a direct connection with how many false limiting self-limiting beliefs I had and knocking those down one at a time before I started realizing you know really massive explosive growth potential there are some people that start up businesses and they say, I want to do $5 million in the first year. 
and we're like, what, what? And they do it, and they do five, $10 million. There's some people that won't even think, okay, if I wanna get to $140,000 this year, what would I need to do? These people, they sit down and they say, okay, if I wanted to build a $100 million business by the end of this year, what would I need to do? And they just think in like these weird, <laughs> you know, volumes and sizes and scale that I, I don't even think even were remote to that. And for me, it's never about the money. It never, ever has been about the money. I haven't given myself a raise in, in six years because we just continually reinvest back in the business. And what I have consistently done is reinvested back into my team. So, you know, now we have three operations managers, three office managers, a director of operations, a director of admin. Um, we have uh, five residential sales guys. We have a director of commercial services. I have a team now that's in place to where I don't really have to do anything on the day-to-day -day side of the business. The only thing I have to kind of do is, you know, make sure that the strategy is there and hold my managers accountable. And I think that that next breakthrough level I went of kind of growing from, you know, up to about 750,000 to a million, to kind of break through that ceiling, you have to bring on a whole nother skill set of how to train and develop and lead managers. So the first step is understand how to train, lead and develop technicians and you know your entry level positions and the next step is how to engage and hold accountable managers and help turn them into leaders and uh once for me that's a skill set that i started honing in on and, and trying to work on really uh in depth and understand company culture to go into that part of it and uh, that was a big game-changing moment for me kind of an aha epiphany so what it sounds like you're saying to me with all of these systems that you've implemented from a pretty early stage into your business uh this has just been like a super easy ride for you so like the entire the entire oh, yeah. wow right i mean in between those lines there buddy. <laughs> so no, so like you put a super easy ride well, well time out you know you put the system in place and you write it down so people know what to do they obviously <laughs> do it that way every time um what are you doing i mean are you just golfing every day or like like how's this <laughs> so uh, I, obviously I'm saying that tongue in cheek, but you know, so here's a guy, you know, Brandon, you're saying how, listen, I've, you know, to one degree or another, you know, Hey, I figured this out. I implement systems. Um, and let, let me throw a little bit in there too. I think a lot of people think, because I see this online now, my business is very, very small right now, but I've, I've had 65 people that worked under me at one point when I was in the corporate world. Um, and, you know, I think a lot of people, they will say, well, hey, I'm paying you well. Why aren't you doing your job? Or they're saying, uh, hey, we've we've written down what you do every day. Why aren't you doing it? Or they'll say, I'm paying you well and I've written it down. And I think what people don't realize is that even though the system is in place, uh, even though maybe good compensation is in place, um, people are people. And there's still that like daily, um, you know, some things are daily, some things are every minute, some things are once a month or whatever, but there's still that daily like, uh, it's kind of like with children, you know, you, you don't tell your kids the rules when they're four and then walk away and expect them to not burn the house down because you went out on a date, you know, with the wife, right? So, right. So I know you've dealt with those issues and we don't need to like dive into those, but, uh, talk a little bit, you know, again, it's easy for someone on the outside looking in, you know, guys that, that I know right now that are like, Oh my goodness, I can't, I can't quit my day job to go pursue my passion because I can't make enough money or they're doing their own business and they're struggling to pay the bills or, and stuff like that. Um, 
they, they might look at you and say, well, he had all this money coming in. This has been easy. Uh, Brandon, has it been easy? <laughs> what? No, it wasn't. Um, <clears throat> you know, the, the, uh, the challenge really is um, my why has always been to take care of my mom and dad. Mm-hmm. And right from day one, I had a really heavy expense that I think a lot of new business owners don't have. But the reality is, is anyone could go out and they could buy a business to get started. They could buy a customer base and they could kind of go in and, and they could do exactly what I did. They don't have to necessarily just start completely from total scratch. Uh, they could have a little bit of a foundation to kind of go, but it, that usually comes at a price and you have to kind of weigh out you know, what that is. But for me, I mean, I can, I can very, very clearly in my mind, I have at least, at least a half dozen rock to my core moments in my business to where I wanted to throw it completely, completely all away because yeah. it was just too stressful. Now, is that hyperbole or like, did you, did you really have moments where you're genuinely saying, I think I oh, want yeah. to quit? Yeah. Oh man. Oh man. I still do. I still, <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, there it's, it's more managed and now I have, I, uh, I'd say I'm probably the least stressed out in my job than I have been in the last six years. Mm-hmm. Um, most of it came from not understanding my skill set and understanding my role. Didn't have to do with the business being the source of stress. It had to do with me not understanding or having the skill sets to to deal with situations. Hmm. Um, I was a terrible manager. I had no idea how to manage people. I was way too nice to everybody. And I I know that sounds like super like, oh wow, that's like a humble brag. Oh, I'm just too nice to everyone. But I wasn't wasn't strict enough and I didn't, you know, if, if, if our company policy is that someone needs to be showing up in uniform and not have a, you know, a big wad of chew in their mouth while they're talking to customers, and I knew that that was coming, it was hard, or that was happening, it was hard for me to have that conversation with those people and to enforce it, and then too much time would go by, and then finally I'd say something, and then they'd get all angry because I wasn't consistent, and in a lot of ways, um, managing a team is really like like uh, being a parent, it's like being a being a dad or being a mom, and uh, knowing how to, you know, dispel drama, knowing how to engage people, knowing how to show appreciation. Um, so it was it was a challenge. It was a challenge to be able to kind of figure out figure out that stuff. Uh, I had one point in time where it was right in the middle of our busy season. I had um, seven employees at the time. It was right in the middle of summer, and I had. Four of those seven employees quit on me within 30 days in the no. middle of our season. Like two of them, it was like the same day with no notice, and then the other two of them, like was like one week later, and then another one another week later. And uh, I was literally laying on my couch. My wife was, you know, standing over me, <laughs> worried, sick, like should I call the hospital? And my pulse felt like it was 200 beats a minute. Yeah. I was in full, full panic mode full panic attack, anxiety attack, um, breathe into a paper bag level. Wow. wow. And, uh, and I just, I looked at her and I was like, why, why are we doing this? Why are we, why are we growing the size that we are? Why do we keep growing? What, what are we doing? This is so stupid. I can't believe I'm doing this. I've had a lot of moments like that over hmm. the years, a lot of moments, you know, to where, um, it's just, uh, it's just hard. You know, so you're saying hard. the rest of us are normal then. Uh, this is just, oh, yeah. it just happened. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I've had, I, there was one point in my, my time where my business almost went bankrupt. You know, we, we uh, grew very, very fast. And I had a general manager and an operations manager. And during that time period, you know, it just, 
I was a terrible manager. I didn't know how to manage people. I didn't know how to set accountability things in place. And uh, it got to the point to where, you know, it was Monday and we had $22,000 of payroll that was due at the end of the week and we had no money in the bank at all. Hmm. And it was like, you know, very, very stressful. Our line of credit was maxed out. And um, there's so many skill sets that you have to learn and develop along the way. You just don't know because you just don't know. And uh, getting a mentor, getting someone who's kind of traveled down that path before and can say, oh, dude, you got this. This is exactly what you need to do. This is the reason why it happened. Mm -hmm. Here's a system you need in order to fix this thing moving forward. And um, everybody needs accountability. And I think the hardest part is, is most business owners, they're at the top of the food chain, so to speak. Mm -hmm. So who are they accountable to? You know, if they if they say that they got they're going to do this and then they get home and they're tired and they just want to watch Netflix, there's no boss that's pointing at them saying, dude, you got to get this done. Yeah. So uh, I immediately put in place in my business accountability systems to make sure, you know, calling my shots to the whole team, um, uh, having business mentors where I'd call my shots and tell them what I was doing and I had them hold me accountable. I know you do this in your business too, which is one of the reasons why we hit it off so quickly is mm -hmm. I, I, you're an implementer. And that's one thing that uh, a lot of business owners struggle with is understanding how to implement those systems and, you know, not just, not just get the head knowledge, but actually, you know, yeah. rubber to the road time. So, yeah, there's lots of headaches, man. Lots of times when you want to throw in the towel. But at the end of the day, it's, it's worth it. It's worth it to get, to get those systems put in place. So, Brandon, I want to be very respectful of your time here. I know, uh, first off, I appreciate you squeezing me in on this. So what I want to do is I kind of want to give you like three little things that I want to discuss. That way you kind of know what's lined up here. And then we can spend as much or as little on each one that you choose to. All right. Now the last one, and we have to do this, uh, and I'm going to put you on the spot here, but I'm giving you a few minutes to, to figure it out. And I did this to Latimer on the last uh, uh, episode that I recorded. Uh, I'm giving away, uh, I've got some tickets to give away to the huge convention. All right. Okay. Now we're going to talk about the huge convention here in just a moment, but uh, I've got some tickets to give away. Now you, if people don't know, are the, the, keynote speaker for the huge convention this year is that correct yeah man i'm yeah. stoked <laughs> i am too i'm excited so uh so what i want is you're gonna tell us i've got like the latimer ticket i'm giving away on the podcast and then we're gonna okay. give away the vaughn ticket now the latimer Ooh. here's what the latimer ticket includes the latimer ticket includes a free ticket to the the convention now you got to get yourself there but you know free ticket into the doors to do to be able to go to the trade show and all the courses and all that stuff it gives you um, the Latimer ticket gives you a free hug from Josh Latimer at the convention. <laughs> free hug. Yeah. It, it also gives you um, uh, I'm doing just a meetup with my, you know, the people that follow my YouTube channel and stuff. We're going to do a meetup on Wednesday night uh, in the hotel lobby there. So the, the, the Latimer ticket includes a, your first drink or two on me. Okay, so uh, whether it's a Coke or whether it's a beer or whatever, that's fine. I don't care. And and then, um, uh, well, and I think that's it. I think that's all the Latimer ticket involves now. So here's the deal. So the, the Vaughn ticket for sure will receive a ticket to get into the convention. You got to get yourself to Atlanta. It will include uh, the same drink, you know, that the I, I won't I'm not going to show favorites here. So I'm doing my part on both of the tickets. But um, 
So does the can can they get a hug from you, Brandon, or like what, like a, a firm handshake, a nice pat on the back? What do they get from Brandon Vaughn? I mean, surely it's got to be better than a Latimer hug. Uh, I'm not I'm not asking for a kiss or anything physical here for for the for the listeners, but so you're gonna you know think of something that that these guys can get, maybe a nice selfie with you that you'll post on your uh, you know maybe you'll post it in the growth vault and all the things saying this is the coolest about, guy ever. We'll do, this. we'll do a one-on-one one-hour coaching call with me via via Zoom meeting. Oh my God, that's huge. You just kicked Latimer's butt with that one, so I can't wait well, to he, tell him he this. He says hug. I mean, come on now. I mean, it's got to—it's got to be more about. I mean, I'll give hugs away for free all day long. Wow. Okay. So, so, so you give someone a one-on-one. Um, wow. Okay, a one-on-one uh, uh, coaching session with you for an hour. You said. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Yeah. And what? Uh, just to be clear, what do people typically pay for something like that? I'd rather not say. Okay. It's, it's more, I'll say this: it's more money than than most of these guys probably would want to spend right now. So, so that's it's currently huge. something I'm, I'm completely booked out on. I work with just a few people, and um, but I, I I I I'm not opening up any more slots. Yeah. Right now, um, but it is something that uh, I I do for do for a lucky winner of the Vaughn ticket. Now, am I eligible to win the Vaughn ticket? <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's actually huge, and that's that's. And the winner is yeah. Bob Walker. Yeah. Well, how'd this happen? So, um, Brandon, first off, that's amazing and that's huge. So, thank you so much. So, we'll, we'll just leave it at that unless you just want to add anything else. So, the person that wins the Vaughn ticket gets a one-on-one coaching session with Brandon for one hour. You get. And they gotta come up and they gotta say hi. They gotta come up yeah. to me at a huge convention. They gotta say hi and. And you gotta, gotta go. I'll gotta say this. Face there. If they win the ticket and don't go to the convention, you don't get the coaching thing. This we're doing this Absolutely. so we can give Absolutely. it to someone that wants to go to the convention. And then, um, and then you know the drink, and I'll give you a pat on the back as well. So that's awesome. So here in a minute. So I want your wheels to churn. You're also going to tell us how we're going to give it away. So the way uh, Latimer did his was he said that the person that will post on the Journey of a New Entrepreneur Facebook page either a photo or a very good description of their first vehicle that they started working with, I'll pick what I think is the worst one. You know, it's like Josh always tells the the story about driving that old whatever little Pinto thing with the ladder strapped on the top. So whoever, yeah, Chevy Cavalier. So so whoever (laughs) posts the, the, the worst photo of their car on the journey of a new entrepreneur Facebook page, they'll win the Latimer ticket. So here in, in a couple of minutes, so give yourself a second to think while you're talking, uh, you'll figure out how we're going to give away yours. Okay. So just keep in mind, I've got to be able to management, manage the giveaway with my limited resources. So don't come up with something ultra complicated that you might be able to manage (laughs) that I couldn't. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Got it. So, so that's one thing we'll talk about, which we actually kind of almost already resolved. Uh, the other one is I want to talk about, um, if you can give an example, uh, of a couple of systems, don't give it just yet. But if I'm a new guy, so I started out, I'm owner operator, I'm by myself or I have one helper. Okay. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm a little bitty guy. Um, you know, I think a lot of the times you can probably try to over systemize maybe in a situation like that, but there are still systems. I've got one or two in my mind. One of them would be a referral system as an example, um, uh, or review system. Uh, but a couple of systems that you would say, Hey, if you were starting over, you had a thousand dollars to your name to start your business or $500 to your name to start your business. Here's two systems or, you know, that you would put into place to help someone out. And then, 
the the first thing we're going to talk about so we're now we're going to talk about the huge convention then we'll talk about a couple systems and then we'll learn how to give away a ticket okay so you can uh you can take as much time on each one of these as you want so brandon you're you're giving the keynote uh uh, uh speech the very first day of the convention um tell tell people why they would want to visit this thing what's so great about it well the huge convention is incredible um, it's one of the best events in the industry for the cleaning, pressure washing, window cleaning, you know, industries. Um, it's, it's a high caliber level event. The attendees, the speakers, everyone is, is uh, very high caliber and the content's incredible. The trade show is awesome. If you're a tool nerd like me, you'll love going and checking out all the stuff they have on the trade show floor. Um, there's a lot of, I mean, conventions in general, the theme is kind of like you have a speaker, they kind of talk at you. Mm-hmm. And they kind of tell you, you know, what 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 you're going to be doing. Um, there's a lot of that, but there's uh, to me, I think one of the biggest advantages is being able to network with other cleaners in the industry. You know, it's the time that uh, you're at the bar having a drink with Bobby, and you're talking about business systems, or you're talking with me, and you're going out to dinner with people, and you're networking, and you're learning, and you're experiencing, and you know, all the all the hallway conversations that you have with people, and the connections that you make. Um, those are really priceless. I mean, to be able to have everyone all in the same location, to be able to do that and come together, uh, it's better for the industry. I know the first the first event that I went to blew my mind. I was hmm. like, I can't believe this existed. My yeah. dad did window cleaning for 33 years. He never even knew these things. It was even, you know even happened. <laughs> and um, so that was a that was a game changer for me to understand that there's a bigger community. There's a power of uh, power of that community. And there's a power of being able to kind of surround yourself with a with a little tribe, and you can start finding members for your tribe at, at events like that. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, so the bottom line, Latimer said something very similar whenever he talked about it. But it's, it's you're investing in yourself. It's an opportunity to to not only learn in a classroom type setting, but also to learn just from setting down, having that drink with a guy that's been there, done that, and can give you some real world applicable information to help you get there. So, yeah, you got it. And guys, to my listeners, I want to be very clear. I mean, I don't like owe this explanation, but I'm going to give it. Um, I've never made a penny from my podcast or my YouTube channel. You know, maybe one day I will. Maybe one day I won't. But um, I'm promoting the huge convention. Uh, Chris Lambernini's gave me tickets to give away. Um, I didn't get a free ticket to it. He offered me one. I chose to pay for my way and and my son, my partner's way, um, because uh, we want. Well, we wanted to give an opportunity for people people to go that maybe wouldn't go otherwise so i want to be very clear you know when you're listening to this podcast we're absolutely doing a commercial for the huge convention i'm not hiding that i'm absolutely doing it the reason i'm doing it is for the same reason that i'm doing this podcast the same reason i do the youtube channel is i want to help people in the same way that i've been helped in the past and if you really do want to build your business and if you really do want to invest in yourself is it an expense or is it an expense to go yeah, it absolutely is. It's it's a car rental. It's a couple nights in a hotel. It's it's an airplane ticket, but it's it's an actual investment. If you'll go and if you will actually listen to the things that you learn there, it won't cost you money. It'll make you money. So uh, that's why it's important to me, guys. So from the bottom of my heart, you need to go to this whether you win the ticket or not. So Brandon. Uh, we'll, we'll try to keep moving quick here. Couple systems. I'm a new guy. I just started. I'm by myself, or I have a helper. What are a couple of things that I can do that will help my help my business? What would you do if you were in those shoes? Um, one of the first things that that uh, I wish that I had done right from the gate is um, work on my 
my sales presentation, um, you know, making sure that you're not just giving customers just a little simplified, easy, um, you know, written out estimate sheet, but you actually like up your presentation game mm-hmm. and separate yourself. Uh, perceived value is so huge. And even when you're starting out as a one man operation, present yourself like you're a you know big, huge you know company that is totally competent. Um, so working on your sales systems first and foremost, and making sure that you have um, you know a good lever developed on getting those marketing leads coming in, and then a good system for closing as many of those leads at the highest ticket possible. And that probably sounds really self-evident, you know, that that's an important system, <clears throat> but it is one that I think a lot of people miss out on, mm-hmm. and they don't capitalize on on a, on being able to, you know, take advantage of that in full. Um, another really important system is when you're in stage one of your business, you're predominantly the guy in the field. <clears throat> in order to get out of stage one, you need not only the sales to get enough work to have a team, but you also need to have really good employee training systems. And those employee training systems are huge. And a really easy way to make an employee training system is the next time you hire a guy, have your spouse or your daughter or your son or a family member or a bum on the street or whoever come with you <laughs> and take a camera phone and just video you while you train your new guy. Just get it out. Get it out of your head. Get it in a video format. Now, the beautiful thing about it is is that when you're recording yourself and you're talking to this trainee and you're like, okay, here's how you're going to do this. Here's how you start up the pressure washer. Here's what you want to look for when the pressure washer is done. You want to turn the little gas switch off. You know, even a little small stupid thing like that. You know, yeah. turn, turn the gas switch off when you store it. Make sure you set this choke. Make sure you do this. Make sure you do that. Rather than you just telling an employee who's going to hear this information once, then you're going to have to repeat it all over again to the next hire. Tell a video camera, throw it up on YouTube in, a, in an unlisted, you know, YouTube video, and then the next guy that you hire, you know, let's say that guy doesn't work out and he quits a month later, and you're like, crap, I got to start all over again. No, you don't. You can have them sit down and they can just watch a YouTube video, and now you've just saved yourself, you know, four, six. 10 hours of training time that you would have to do over and over and over again. The sooner you can start doing a little small stuff like that and just document it, you know, just doc, just start writing stuff down or do a video and just do a screen share on your, on your screen. And here's how I schedule an appointment and here's what this is and here's what that is. And all the stuff that you're doing on a day to day basis, just get a docu, you know, just start documenting it. And, um, it's amazing how much time it saves you in the long run to avoid having to repeat that same stuff over and over and over again and then be like, oh yeah, crap, I forgot to tell them that one thing, you know? And it's, it, your systems are always under evolution. They're always, it's not like, now my business is fully systemized and now I can relax <laughs> on the beach. It's, it never happens that way. Wait, 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 wait. That's absolutely what I want to do. So please take that back. <laughs> That's exactly what I want to do. The well, beach you, you is my goal. You, you, you get an admin person to then start refining and tweaking yeah. your system. You, you see my oh. pineapple tank top I'm wearing right now, bro. It's like the, <laughs> the, the beach is my destination, man. So, uh, why built right into your tank top. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Brandon, that's actually great stuff. Uh, so thanks for that. Uh, so now we'll get to the very last thing here. Um, how are we going to give away this uh, the Vaughn ticket? Oh man, you know your audience way, way better than me. I, I fully defer to your judgment. You can give it away however you'd like to. Okay, gosh, I wasn't prepared for that. I, 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 know. I, I can't I know. believe you but just you did that to me. You put me on the spot, I put you back on the okay, spot. Okay, so help me then. Help me with something, even something simple, because I've got to announce it right now so people can actually 
do this when they listen to the podcast. So, so here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to, um, gosh, I don't even know. Um, I tell you what, why don't you tell people to go to, uh, the growth vault mm-hmm. and to go sign up for, uh, the, the, the growth vault. Anyone who goes onto the growth vault page and likes the growth vault, uh, it's a, it's a free Facebook group. It doesn't cost anything to join. There's a huge community of several thousand people from all different industries. I think there's like 6,000 people or 3,000 or something like that. And they can just go and they can, they can join. And then I got an idea. Josh can, oh, I'm what? sorry. Go ahead. No, I had an idea, but I, mean, I just completely interrupted and that was so rude. Go ahead. You no, finish. no, no. That was the end. That oh, was the end. well, what okay. I was going to say is this, I'm going to post this podcast in the growth vault. So if you want to win the ticket, you've got to just make a comment in the, uh, uh, you know, in the comments of that post that says, uh, I want the free ticket. And, I like then, that. and then what I'll do is I'm just going to manually, I'll just, uh, whether it's with like a spreadsheet and a computer program or manually writing them down, I'll write down everyone that says I want a free ticket, put it in a hat and, uh, I'll have my son, Caleb, uh, draw it live, uh, right there in the growth vault. Is that fair? That sounds good, man. Yeah, okay. absolutely. That sounds right. awesome. That's what we'll do then. So, okay. Brandon, you are freaking awesome. Uh, you've got some stuff going. Um, how can people, uh, hear your system Saturdays? How can people get in touch with you and, and see the content that you're putting out and stuff like that? Sure. Well, feel free to, feel free to add me on Facebook. Um, I don't have a business page or anything for myself. I just, um, just a guy that cleans stuff. Uh, but uh, you can feel free to add me on Facebook. Um, full disclosure, I, I get a lot of private messages about you know asking all kinds of businessy things, and <laughs> I try to get back to people, but sometimes I can't. Sometimes, literally, one time I came in and I had 120 Facebook messages that were sitting in my queue. Wow, wow! Uh, and so it's it's kind of tough to get back to everybody and give them like a good answer to where they actually feel like I helped them. But nonetheless, connect with me there. Um, a couple of things that we have coming up. Uh, there's a, the AGS experience that's coming up in October that I'm doing actually with Josh Latimer going to his personal castle house in Michigan. It's like a full uh, three, four day business retreat for husband and wife teams. I want to um, do this. That sounds really awesome. So I want to do yeah, that. Yeah. So we're, we're looking, we're looking forward to that. That's in October. And, um, uh, we actually are going to be launching a list of every single business system for all five stages of business growth. And that's going to happen at that event. Um, so that's one thing and I'm partnered up with Josh and I'm, I'm kind of doing that. And then of course, hook up at the, at the huge convention that's going to be coming up in Atlanta in August. Uh, definitely check that out. The huge That's what this whole thing is all about. And hope you guys win a ticket. Hope I get to see you there. Shake your hand and chat with you one-on-one via zoom meeting. That'd be fun. Awesome. All right. Well guys, listen, everyone, thank you for listening to this episode. Brandon, uh, super cool guy. We haven't, we've talked a little bit, haven't a lot, but, but I know that if we talked a lot more, you would really, really like me. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I already do, man. I think I'm, I'm here because I like you. Yeah, no, I appreciate it, man. Bob, Bob's awesome. All, all your, all your listeners and everything else. I, I know why they, why they're drawn to you. Cause you're, you're an implementer. And I think that if you can convey to your audience to just implement, you know, and follow the path that you're doing, they, they can't help but be successful. So keep well, doing what you're doing. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. Thank you for joining. And everyone out there, you have a great day. Make it a good one. Go build a system. Go build a system today. All right. I'm I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna go build a system. Probably not today. It's my birthday, and I'm I'm as soon as we get off, I'm gonna go have some fun. So uh (laughs) all right. Thanks guys. Peace out. Have a have a great morning, afternoon, or evening, whatever you're doing right now.